And I'm Karen Wright. It is 9.34, and joining me now for our Master Gardener segment is Master Gardener Barb Lampson and our special guest this morning, Daryl Arsdorf. Hello, good morning, folks. Hey there, good morning, Karen. Good morning, Daryl. Daryl's just to add, you know, a question or two, or just to add levity, I think, here. But <laughs> Sure, he's just killing time today. Yes, he's killing time. Yeah, that's what happens when you're retired, yeah, right? That's what happens when you retire. That's right. So, But Barb's got, I know, a lot of stuff to share with us this morning. So oh, Barb, I want to start out by saying... Uh, Thank you to Harriet and Kathy, who uh, uh, grow their plants together in Harriet's greenhouse. And every year when they have extra plants, they call me uh-huh. and um, bring them up, and I'll take them to good counsel. But um, Kathy called, and she said, would you rather if I took them right up to good counsel? And I said, I would. <laughs> so, uh, you know, beautiful plants. People that got vegetables, I assume, or? they have vegetables, they have herbs, you know. And um, I told her, You can't imagine when you put something on the table in the barn <laughs> and it says free, boom, it, it disappears, it just really does. And whether it's, um, you know, just the the vegetables, the plants themselves, or if it's the fruit later on because you have extra this and extra that, it disappears. It's all appreciated. And I think that is something that we don't think about a lot of times, you know. Maybe plants are too expensive for some people well, to buy. They are getting much more expensive. Yes. And that's why I started a lot more from seed this year early on, you know, because sometimes I know like the proven winners, which are great brand they increase their prices which means the wholesalers or the retailers have to increase their prices and for some people that is that is definitely out of reach and so yeah so so sometimes free is good and and you know something that kind of bothers me about uh our big box stores that bring in all these plants and when you think of all um there are natural resources that go into starting a plant. It's the soil, it's the water, it's the electricity, it's all those things. And they bring them, they put them in their hoop houses, or they put them out in the open. Oh, they, they do a terrible <laughs> job. I was at a big box store last night to get something else, and the, the plants, they just look terrible. I thought so, too. They're awful. They yeah, are. So, I mean, and they still are charging the regular price, and I thought, oh, my word, because I was walking through, and they just look sick. I saw or a dead. cart <laughs> that must be, those carts they push on yeah. must be six feet tall, mm-hmm. and they were putting in there the ones that had, they just hadn't gotten watered. They're too crowded. And well, the thing is, it's some company. What happens is there's like a company, and, and they basically are pay for a spot to have their plants there. And so the stores is like, they just bring them on. They just give them the space. Yeah. And then so the, the person who's bringing them or, or has contracted with them is losing all that money because they're not caring for them. And a lot of people simply just don't know what to do with plants. Yeah. Sometimes if they look like they're wilting, they'll give them more water and maybe they're overwatered. And that's the thing. They just don't yeah. know. You know, if you have a water wand and you wave it <laughs> back and forth and you've got things in layers, it, it just doesn't get watered. It's, it's so bad. But anyway, I thought, you know, how nice of somebody to say, you know, maybe somebody could use these plants. Yeah. And especially they're so conscientious, such conscientious gardeners, you know, they get potting soil and everything. These are going to be healthy plants and they're not going to have any jumping worms in them. Yeah. <laughs> I used to work in a greenhouse in Fargo, North Dakota, and we grew spring plants and we would uh, sell them in the day, drive them to Grand Forks, sure. Grand and whatever. But yeah, it was uh, at the end of the season it was sad because we had all these left. 
and uh, sometimes I would get the job to take them out to the dump. Oh, but I would sad. take many of them to my parents. Who oh, <laughs> oh, sure, what sure. a great garden of everything. Yeah, <laughs> there. You know, when you're a gardener, you just keep trying to, 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 to mm-hmm. perpetuate that plant. You've got you to keep want it to going. Waste. You've got I mean, to share it with other people. You just can't. You know, if you if you put it in a compost pile, I mean, it's going to rejuvenate. Mm-hmm. But still, you think of that wasted energy, and starting plants and shipping them that distance and that that I mean, that's awful. I read another interesting article in the paper about Medelia, one of my favorite towns. I love to go to Medelia. I used to play golf there every oh. once in a while, and uh, uh, this um, a person that they interviewed from. Uh, it's a gift shop and a uh, florist, and they have uh, gelato ice cream. They do all these things. and In, in Medelia? In Medelia. Okay. One store. This okay. guy is so diversified. And he said that uh, uh, during uh, COVID, they had absolutely no business, oh, nothing at all. But what they did do was they raised and sold tomatoes online. And he said that kept the business going for two years because people (laughs) wanted these good quality tomatoes. Mm -hmm. And we know this how this is with Harvey Hess, who grows them for master gardeners and for sale and that. You get, you know, you have a reliable product and people want it and there's only so many of them. Right. But he said... And there are different varieties that can't get everywhere else, which is why I had Harvey grow specific ones like the tomato berry. And that was one I really wanted. And he grew me a Peter pepper and the yum yum pepper. And I can't find them generally anywhere else. So it's great to have a resource like that. Yes, it is. And it's great to have a store that sells gelato. Just think of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yum is right. And you can buy gifts for your loved ones every size. Do you know what it's called? Uh, It is called uh, Hope and Faith. Okay. After his um, two daughters. Okay, wonderful. They moved here from uh, out of state someplace where he also had the same shop but came home because Medelia was his home. That's funny. He has hope and faith. I have a friend who's her her sisters are Hope, Faith, and she's Grace, and then she has a sister named Joy. I was I thought you were going to say Charity. I was gonna, oh, <laughs> maybe yeah, that's, if like, they had another, that would probably be the yes, name. Yes, yes. <laughs> that would yes. probably be the Barb, other. I have a question for you. Judy sure. and I garden down at um, Heart and Soil Community mm-hmm. Garden, which I was telling you a little bit, which is at uh, the corner of Pleasant and Stoltzman by, over by mm-hmm. West High. And we got the raised gardens, and um, we don't know if we should put up fencing around it. The the lower beds, everyone, and we've had the lower ones for deer. Sure. So I don't know if what we planted will be deer repellent, so I'm going to ask you. Okay. Radishes, um, shallots, and then um, what's our other one? Oh, carrots, which I'm a little fearful of. Yeah. The carrots might be the choice. And, not <laughs> and they only, love beets, too. I know that. And oh. not only that, but um, are these, is that a raised bed? Then? Yeah, the raised it's beds are like bunkers. So you don't now, have to, who, who, I want to ask you first, who does heart and soil? That's well, who manages it is Keith and Judy Loopke. Yeah, so is it a community garden? It's then, a community or? garden. So you yeah. pay to do yep. it? or uh, like Yeah, $10 for the, the oh, raised okay. ones. I think okay. 30 for the ones to the ground. And yeah. We've I think been doing it for years. I know that area has a lot of deer. I think I, yeah, if I was you, I think I'd <laughs> put, put a little, little fence. <laughs> we I, got them. I mean, ready one, to go. Because yeah. I can plant like onions and things but in my garden, but the, the deer will still come and find the beets. Uh, well, even the if they're squirrels next to, are bad, too. Well, the squirrels. Squirrels dig out things and... Um, and they're always burying walnut. 
uh, <laughs> walnut Which are seeds. Toxic. And, and, and they can get a deep root pretty quickly, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. I get so disgusted with those little squirrels, but, I mean, they are so cute, mm-hmm. and they have done a lot of good things for <laughs> us, too. So, w- Would you recommend, I know I see products that uh, um, deer away and you know the deer yeah. or was it blood or urine or whatever stuff yeah. that are dried is that a good idea well i wouldn't use blood or urine on, <laughs> on anything i was oh, going to eat that's well, for like, sure well now i use something called deer out yeah. Yeah. and i spray that on my around my vegetable garden and you know i, I don't put it right on it because this is something i'm going to okay. eat it i mean that's made of like garlic and other smelly things in that but, but i'll like generally it. put it on plants around there and i I also then put a fence because they still like my beets and things. <laughs> so I don't know about you. What yeah, you th- I think it helps. But yeah, I agree. Well, of course, we have. Uh, we started out with low fencing mm-hmm. just to keep the rabbits out because they were the <laughs> yep. problem. But then our neighbor who used to have a fence because we live up on the ravine, and this fence that he had up kept the deer from coming through there. They went further down the road, mm-hmm. and then they never bothered by us on this end of the street, and we were very thankful. But now they have a trail coming mm-hmm. right on up they between don't. my house yeah. and their house. And so we started, the little fence wasn't any good. We put up the bigger fence, mm-hmm. and they actually will bend their head over, <laughs> you know, to get what they yeah. want. But we did put uh, um, some of this deer off, and uh, I sprayed it once mm-hmm. and and that wasn't a problem they left the tulips alone yep. but here's what the problem was i had a mysterious thing that would come in at night and snap the buds off oh didn't eat them didn't eat the leaves we thought it was a raccoon or we, we just weren't sure i called the extension service they said well if you dig around in the soil if you see any um cutting worms uh, it could be oh something goodness. like Do that worms top cut off at the top i always thought they kind of did it at the bottom he thought so too but yeah. you know since they they were it was on the it was the probably about oh anywhere from three to four inches below the bud oh and it was always after you could see the color but they weren't quite open right yet. they were gone that was oh. it so that didn't stop whatever that i think was. squirrels sometimes do that I, uh, just you know, to tease us. just to be mean. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We have a little red squirrel in our yard that is so mean. He fights with all the gray squirrels, and when he comes to the feeder, which he, he doesn't belong, and it's not for him; it's for the birds. He throws every everything out. He's just really messy. Yeah, <laughs> leaves it out for the next run. Huh? Yeah, either yeah. that or you know, he's he's your your. You should thank him for getting rid of the other squirrels. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, can we talk about strawberries? <gasps> yes, because it's, do you know that uh, oh. Saturday night is the strawberry moon? And we were just oh, talking, so it's the first or the last full moon of spring or the first full moon of summer, depending on where it kind of falls. But it's it's named because of the, the June-bearing strawberries, which I know you are a strawberry yes. lady. And I'm the June-berry person, and they we pick them. And, and You don't have any yet, do you? We have um, the promise of them. Uh-huh. The berries are green, and there was one on the very edge of, of the beds, and I have four beds now up at Good Council. And that was just um, not red, but not pink, a little bit. And then something had taken a bite out of it, mm. you know. So what was it? Where was Dave? 
<laughs> yeah, right. So we we now have the hoops on them. We we grow them under hoops. But before we put the hoops on, we put uh, ground up leaves for mulch, and that keeps the berries from getting dirty. Okay. It's very very good. It also good saves idea. on moisture, yeah. and it uh, decomposes over time, and and you get a nice. Uh, uh, add to the soil of uh, nutrients. Yeah, nutrients and organic matter. Mm-hmm. The soil, even up there, while it's rich, it's it is compacted. It it mm-hmm. over the years it's just gotten that way. But we have we have good soil other than that. So everything now, um, tomatoes, peppers, everything has got the leaf mulch on it. Okay. So we're going to maintain the temperature right about there where the soil is, and that'll be great. This is so good, we have to think about what's going on underground, mm-hmm. not just what's above ground. So it's all those little microorganisms that are working together to feed the roots and the roots to feed them. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a symbiotic relationship, and uh, they... they uh, the roots of the plant, they uh, provide passageways for moisture for to moisture. get down. Also, oxygen is needed for the plants, all these things, whereas the microbes are going, and they're breaking things down as fast as they can mm-hmm. in the soil. And uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's a good, a very, very good thing. Uh, and you have to be, you know, like no bare soil is good soil it just really it, it's such a detriment to the soil to be baking in the hot sun mm-hmm. or to be dried out the microbes just can't tolerate that yeah Bar- barbara visited my <coughs> my gardens a couple days ago she came out and saw i had a whole bunch of bags of leaves that i saved from last mm-hmm. fall and i never got a mulch because i've got this big nice shredder thing and i'm going to shred them and i'm going to be putting them all over okay. my gardens and you said good time to do that yeah so. yeah you know yeah. D- days gone by we used to put newspapers down in some of our that's gardens. a good idea okay yeah thought, that, well, that's that keeping because like the they break idea. down yeah. Yeah. but they break down you know versus uh think we don't recommend that weed cloth you know that used to be oh, the thing they put the yep, weed yep, cloth down because no. you know you no, don't no, get the the ability to absorb enough of the the, the moisture yeah, okay. and it prevents the, some of those microbes from doing their jobs mm-hmm. and it right. it's just it, it's just not a good, healthy thing, I know. But it's easy for landscapers to do because yeah. you just set it down and then you won't get weeds right. as quickly. But eventually you will, of course. And, and the cloth, um, you know, when you want to dig or something and then you have to move that around, whereas the paper starts breaking down. And the newspaper is carbon, mm-hmm. one of the other ingredients that you have to have along right. with nitrogen. So uh, so you've got a win-win-win. And if you put down uh, newspaper and then if after if you did no mow me, and you mm-hmm. had to take your grass off by inch by inch, and you bagged that because you didn't want that to build up in your soil, and then you have all those problems with that. Uh, and then you put that down. So if you get the green grass down, mm-hmm. then you put the leaves on top of that. Right. Then you've got nitrogen and carbon. You have a perfect combination. You have your own little uh, compost <laughs> pile going <laughs> with no bugs or anything it's just right and you just leave it and at the end of the summer it's it's just good to go it's Mm -hmm. in the soil it's it's there Mm -hmm. it's good you've improved the soil 
couldn't be easier. Speaking of no mo may, it is the end. And uh, there was an article in today's paper basically saying get you need cut. to <laughs> get it cut because, you know, and and they, they had some t- statistics saying the grass cutting moratorium has ended. There's some that's over 12 inches tall. And I would not cut that all at one time. I would do oh, it, no. you know, if you're going to do it, I would just cut it just no more than a third at a time and then, you know, give it a chance and uh, give it a little rest because otherwise you cut it all at once, you're going to scalp it and yeah. you're going to have all, yeah. if you leave all of that and you're going to have a hay field and yeah. then that grass is going to kill what's left there. So you've yeah. got to be kind of yeah. wise you about know, it. You um, know, Dave was saying our mower can be, we have a new electric mower mm-hmm. so it's quiet and it and it it shreds it does all these things but it can only be reduced down so far so he's he took our weed whacker and just went okay. on the tops yeah. you know you just oh, go swish 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 yeah. and and then you can just rake them up right. and and just keep bringing it down like that now i've been cutting mine higher because i planted a whole bunch of little mini clover seeds mm-hmm. so um you know don't you don't want to go cut way down so i've been cutting it at about four inches and yes. it's been working out nice you you saw my little yes. baby clovers that were coming yep. up in the soil and um i'm excited to have my grasses now it's all beautiful green and right thick and lush. i don't have to fertilize it because that you know those uh, clovers put it back in nitrogen in the soil yeah. and yeah any, and it looks nice legume. Yeah. don't you think you know yeah. uh, i have been waiting for my clover <laughs> to to bloom and i always wondered why does this grow so prolifically in my grass and it just well of course it's been cut too short that's why so now um the standard height now is four inches that we leave ours at yep and then the the little clover the white clover that's that avoids getting cut off and then it blooms and it looks it looks just great i mean it's here is something for the bees that's so valuable and it's so easy to do. Mm-hmm. So, Barb, I, I just got to put a plug in for this. You know where I'm going to be tomorrow, right? Oh, yes. You're, you're going to be up the hosta cell because you don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the hosta queen. Well, you know, yeah. Queen. So so tomorrow is yeah. the biggest uh, hosta sale in the state by the Minnesota State Hosta Society, which is a nonprofit organization like a lot of the other plant organizations right. you and I belong to. And so they do a lot of educational <clears throat> things. And so this is their big fundraiser. But uh, they we have over 150 different varieties, some of them very rare, some of them more common that you can't even, but you can't find them anymore because they're older varieties. And so that will be up at the Smith's cafe up in eden prairie great coffee great coffee yes miss coffee and cafe and so i'm going to be up there working and uh i've helped uh with uh potting repotting we we did this the the uh, jumping worm protocol where you have to wash all the roots and then you re-put them in uh, potting soil and that's been certified as jumping worm free sterile pots yep yeah, everything, exactly everything yeah and and so that's going to be up at the <clears throat> smith's ca- cafe and cafe coffee and cafe there you yeah, go right. in eden prairie and that's tomorrow and display garden and just oh yes the display garden's up there the, and every single plant is marked yes unless somebody stole the the mm. names again because that has happened. did it oh gee I, that previously that's terrible uh, so, but if you've got a plant and you think oh my gosh what was that hosta anyway you know i can't remember and you take a leaf and you go up there and you go through the garden you'll <laughs> find one like it yeah. uh, or or you what you do is when you're shopping if you look at the uh, display garden you go oh i must have that then you go back to the sale and go do you have this one because yeah, you'll see some yeah. but th- that's a great opportunity and there's over almost two thousand hostas that are going to be for sale of everything from minis to extra large and the, the, the prices are 
very reasonable and it's yes. an opportunity to nice add people and yeah. wonderful oh they're just wonderful people so i just wanted to mention if you're yes. uh, looking for some hosta if you, you have know more what's nice about that too yeah having it there if you're a dog lover they allow you <laughs> to bring friendly. your dog with and and your dog can, <laughs> can go on the path with you oh. and your dog gets mm-hmm. to exercise and that i do love dogs i don't have any but i have two coming for an her extended. grand dogs grand yeah dogs they are my grand they're little puppies oh, yeah wonderful. they're so, so great yeah. yeah so anyway i'm a hosta lover and then a lily lover as yeah. you know too but you have lots of weeds <laughs> What's that? You lily lover. Yeah, I'm a lily lover. <laughs> and and what is it that uh, Dwayne says? Uh, uh, what is his plant joke? Oh, the plant joke. Yes. So every time uh, I bring, you know, I've got a lot of flowers, so mm-hmm. I'll bring them into work to either the, the the folks down the hall or a lot of times I'll put them on the front desk here, and then I'll f- always go in in the morning. I'll say, Dwayne, what kind of flower is this? <laughs> and he used to say, Daisy. You know, because he, he's clueless. And so then right. I brought in, do you know what a GM is? A G-E-U-M? Oh, no. no. So now his joke is every time I bring in uh, a f- new flower, he'll say, uh, uh, G. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I his joke. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, G-M. so, yeah, GM's a, a nice little mm-hmm. little flower. That exactly. Perennial exactly. that I've got. Yeah. So, so Barb, I've been working out there, as you know, in the, in oh, the garden. garden. Yes. Yes. And, and the, Stone Mason, I mean, you're doing a lot of... Uh, Hardscaping. Labor, hard, hard stuff that a lot right. of people don't tackle, especially but, these big casota bro- blocks. Ooh. Yes. Yeah, stones, I guess. Yeah, it was an old reta- retaining hall mm-hmm. wall made of these um, the, beautiful, casota. beautiful casota stone yeah. blocks, but it was buckling, so I had somebody come in and do it with the new modern lock kind oh, of okay. ones. So, well, so I've got this giant pile, so I've used it as edging around <laughs> everything in the yard, but mm-hmm. they're very heavy. But the iris, I, I asked Barb yes, to come out and see the iris. Or not, the iris are so beautiful right now. I think they're the nicest I've ever seen them. I think so too. And uh, the thing about the iris that I love is you, we have wind up on the hill and the iris mm. now stand upright. They have a thicker Thick, stalk on right. them and they can take the wind. And Oh, I shouldn't say this, but so far the deer haven't bothered them. They, <laughs> yeah, but they <laughs> like daylilies. They they'll yeah. eat daylilies and daylily buds, but they they haven't. And the, they are just absolutely gorgeous. And you know, there's there's thousands of different varieties. Mm-hmm. There's the miniatures, the intermediates, the tall bearded. There's just uh, just. Uh, just so many. I would encourage you, if you're interested in IRAs, join the IRAs Society. Mm-hmm. They have a wonderful letter that comes out. They do free tours for their members. So you can go, you know, mm-hmm. when you love something, it doesn't take long before you've got hundreds. Hundreds. Of <laughs> yes, Believe hundreds. me, hundreds. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how many hundreds of, of uh, hosta I have, and then I'm like, well, I wonder how many hundreds of lily we have as well, you know. Yeah. Hey, you know what else is blooming right now that I thought? Here it is. It's summer. We're into summer. And normally for Memorial Weekend, we go to this cemetery. We bring big bouquets of peonies. And this year we couldn't because ours, they just weren't open enough. Mine are just coming out. Yeah. And gorgeous. They are gorgeous. And they've got nice thick stems on them. And they've they've fluffed up. There's big clumps of them they mm-hmm. they look so great and the time if you decide that your clump is too big that you want to divide it you would do that in the fall, in the fall. 
And the key with the peonies is you have to be careful not to plant too deep or they won't ever bloom. Right. Because I did that before where I transplanted one and then it never bloomed, never bloomed. And I found out from my master gardener friends that was way back that it was just too deep. So you got to be, there's all these little things you got to know. And that's why it's so great we have the extension to call and ask. Right. And you know, the, uh, the peony has this, it's a little pink, like a little bump that comes up you have to have about three of those on each one of your clumps and those have to be just below the surface you mean the little eye things they call them eyes well yeah but they Bumps. don't look like an eye they no. look like a bump yeah. <laughs> you know, we, the, we have japanese peony now what, uh, what are they like well, they're, they're more um thin needle-ish kind of like loose. the fern leaf almost there we yeah, go yeah i think what it was oh like. those are really expensive yeah. when you oh. get yes. and we had it for many years this year Beautiful. we just had one little guy come up and i think yeah just finally got tired i think about 50 do they years. get tired because i have you know yeah, you go to old farmsteads yeah, and you can see yeah. peonies for, years, for right. years and years you know i i think it was uh, that things weren't quite ready for uh the hard frost mm. and this and the, all that snow and I don't think they got acclimated. And okay. so, but Maybe it, you took it. I was, uh, my friend, um, her parents are at a cemetery someplace around here mm-hmm. in southern Minnesota. And she said, there, and it's just a real small, you know, those little tiny yeah. cemeteries where it's the family that's been there, the homesteaded there, and now uh. the cemetery is probably full. But she goes out and takes care of the graves there for her family. Someone has had fern peonies oh, okay. on the grave for years and years and years. And it's so amazing that no one has decided to dig them well, up. Because they're like 50, 60 home, bucks right? a plant. Oh, my. Yeah. I know it was yeah, when we bought them, but it's been a while ago. Yeah. yeah. You know, but it's it's rural. It's yeah. so rural that they... Don't are, tell people where it is because <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where it is. So. Oh, okay. okay. Well, you know, that's the sad part is that people do actually... It's, it's un, it unimaginable yeah. to me that people actually steal plants out of people's yards. And that's I just... Know. Or garden. It's just... Ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it's it's too late to plant radishes. My neighbor okay. brought oh, me some. Oh, is it too late? Because mine, I'm eating them now. Uh, they brought me some of the radishes, and they were the most bitter, oh. hot. Okay. Oh, I mean, if you slice them off really thin and put them on a sandwich, you'd be okay. But if you bite into them, it could have been the brand, too. I like the French breakfast radishes. Yes. They're very good. You know, because uh, the thing is, radishes like the cool weather to grow in. They it do. Because otherwise, they kind of bolt and get, or they won't even they get, get roots. They get strong. Oh, yeah, okay. and it's really strong. So, yeah. 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 There were well, some at the farmer's market. The longer one's about the size of your thumb, and they were bitter and, and hot. But I, I enjoyed it. But, oh. so <laughs> I always add a little salt. That always seemed to yeah. kind of mm-hmm. help it out. Mm-hmm. You ever add salt? That's all I ever do. No, radishes you, always put, that's yes. growing up, that's yeah. all we ever do. Put salt on radish. And, and that's, I thought, that's the only way I thought you were supposed to eat them. Well, now you better try it, Daryl. Anyway, well, I tell you what, we appreciate you, Barb, coming in, and uh, Daryl for weighing in yeah. on his, his all his garden expertise here. All that expertise. <laughs> yeah, why not? So, Barb, thank you very much, and um, thank you. Mm-hmm. Have a good weekend, and uh, drive careful when you go up to the plant sale this weekend, sure. and. Um, be kind to those people <laughs> when they say, do you think I need this one? You say, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> don't try and convince anybody that they don't because those hostile lovers are... Oh my goodness. Uh, you know, there's people who are collectors yes. and, and they will be there really early. It starts at, um, was it 9 to... Well, if you're a member, you get to shop at 8. But if you're... Otherwise, if you're anybody else, mm-hmm. it starts at 9. But the, the there'll be people lined up to get like the best selection. So just FYI. Okay, thanks, Barb. It's always great to have you. Thank you, Daryl.